Welcome to Up Yours Downstairs. I'm Kelly Anakin. And I'm Tom Schneider. And we're here to talk about Downton Abbey Season 5, Episode 8. Yeah, and I, I think I speak for everyone when I say, uh, huh. <laughs> <laughs> well, and uh, yeah, so glad we're getting another season of this. Right. I hope it's just like this. <laughs> right. Maybe the next season will only be Anna and Bates. Like, yeah. That'll be... God. Yeah. <laughs> Downton Batesy. <laughs> All right, so uh, let's yeah. work through this. So, I mean, the main event yeah. is Rose's wedding, yeah. which is a lot of moving parts mm-hmm. happening here. So the whole family and everyone downstairs is going to Grantham House yeah. to have the wedding between Atticus and Rose. Right, because it's not a church wedding, so they're having it at a registry in London. Yes. Because everybody in uh, Downton or whatever, the county, would be uh, like flustered by a registry wedding there i guess yeah something like that whatever you know it's always good to be in london yes although rosamond was nowhere to be found yeah which is odd hey bitch (laughs) (laughs) oh i was just sitting in my black drawing room (laughs) like the witch i am uh so susan and trimpy yes are coming in from india for the wedding and uh susan's the worst yeah uh at least, you know, she's a fun villain. She I, is a fun villain. Yeah. Uh, she was introduced to Atticus, and she says, what, is, what a funny name, I believe. What an unusual name? Yeah, I think that like was that. it. Yeah. And I was like, oh, it was like when I met my mother-in-law. Yeah. Uh, so she's terrible. Shrimpy, right. you know, remains to be fine. Yes. Uh, he's fine with all of he this. He remains a credit to shrimp all over the world. <laughs> yes. So Lord Cinderby and Susan are busy uh, carping at each other at the introductory dinner. Mm-hmm. Uh, Susan's being a real bitch, yeah, about them being Jewish, yeah, asking things, asking things that are subtle, like, uh, "Do you have any English blood?" Right. Uh, however, Lady Cinderby shuts her down. Yeah. Because she mentioned something about, like, their, their cousin, and Susan's like, oh, I didn't know she was Jewish. Right. But then later, uh, Susan's like, oh, are you finding it hard to keep servants? Despite the fact that Susan and Shrimpy don't have any servants anymore. Right, because they're poor. Yeah. And, uh, so Lady Cinderby goes, uh, you know, well, we're Jewish, so we pay them well. Yeah. And that shuts everyone up. Yeah, which, it does. like, points to Lady Cinderby. Agreed. I hope she's around a lot. Yeah, she's six. she was a lot of fun. Like, she's great. Yeah. And actually, Lord Cinderby's also a pretty fun villain. Yeah. And he, I mean, well, and he's, you know, he's very much opposed to this marriage, um, you know, for, you know, acceptable reasons. I mean, it's their choice and they, you know, I support their marriage, but you understand his concern. Yeah. So he's, you know, he's very sad that the third Lord Cinderby will not be Jewish. Right. Uh, and which, like, nobody told Rose, I guess, how uh, Jewish matrilineage works. Right. Because she's sitting there, she's like, oh, we'll make sure they know both sides of their heritage. And yeah. he's like, it doesn't work like that. <laughs> right. Uh, well, because she thought, she thought they could have some kind of Jewish ceremony as part of the whole wedding yeah. thing. And Lord Cinderby is like, that is not possible. He should have told you, mm-hmm. which is true. He should have actually. That's Atticus seems pretty dumb. Yeah, he, he, he really does. He seems pretty dumb. Anyway, so they're going through all that. Uh, you know, there's a pretty dope cake. Yeah, being made by Daisy and Mrs. Patmore, mm-hmm. and so uh, we find out in the course of the dinner 
that two things Lord Cinderby doesn't approve of are stag parties, which Atticus is having one. Mm-hmm. Stag parties and divorce. Right. He's got some very strong feelings about divorce. And he says that people who get divorced are uh, weak Yeah, or and like failure yeah. and yeah. So uh, Susan's like basically trying to ruin this wedding from the get-go. Yeah. Uh, but Shrimpy's like, don't you say anything about this until it's over because, oh my God. Right. Like, seriously? Yeah. And so we see at Atticus's stag party, there's this, like, tart right. at the bar. And like, who, what's going on here? Yeah. So she gets into the elevator with Atticus and he's like, no, 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 not tonight. Didn't mean to give you the wrong, because he's, you know, yeah. intoxicated. Right. And he just, you know, he's generally just smiling at everybody. Yeah. Because it's almost his wedding and he's very excited about right, that. Right, right. So he gets in the elevator and goes up to his room. He's staying at this hotel because his family's house is just too full of people. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, so there's a knock at the door and he's like, uh, yeah, what? And somebody's like, it's your tea. And he's like, I didn't order any tea. He opens the door. The tart is there, walks in, like adjusts her clothes and then walks back out. Right. Clearly. I mean, at that point we're like, okay, she's clearly like setting it up. For yeah, yeah. 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 So Rose is out to luncheon with, uh, Mary and Edith, even Edith. <laughs> yes. And Tom. <laughs> And she's received a packet of photographs of Atticus with this woman. Right. And she doesn't know what to do. She's very confused. You know, she confronts Atticus. He's like, that was super not what happened. Mm-hmm. It was really weird. Mm-hmm. Rose basically eventually decides she's like, okay, I'm going to believe you. And then he thinks that his dad has done this. Right. And uh, he calls her, the dad calls her a shiksa. And Atticus is like, don't call her that. Right. And it's pretty great. It is pretty great. And... So basically, you know, Lord Cinderby's like, listen, I don't like this, but I'm not going to like go out of my way. Right. I'm not going to be, well, he wouldn't, he just wouldn't be, you know, well, ungentlemanly no, in and that why, way. No, why would he make his son look poor? Right. You know? Right. So it became obvious to us at this point that Susan had done this. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, Rose has kind of been talking it out with Shrimpy. Shrimpy then also figures out that it was Susan. Yeah. And goes and waits for her in her room. And she's like, what are you doing here? And he's like, yeah, P.S. I know what you did. And uh, Rose is like super not going to forgive you about that. Right. So you better keep your damn mouth shut about this divorce until this wedding is over. Right. Uh, or I'm telling her that you took these pictures. Yeah. So the day of the wedding finally arrives. And there is the, the, you know, registry, registry or whatever place. We don't and know how that works. In front of everybody, Susan's like, I need a tit. She goes a full Jerry Blank. She's like, I have something to say. So she says that she is getting a divorce. And Cinderby starts to sputter. And immediately Lady Cinderby, who's my new favorite character, <laughs> yeah. immediately wheels around on him and is like, if you do anything to stop this marriage, I will leave you. And that'll be a scandal worthy of the word. Yeah. I'm like, what has Lord Cinderby done? Like, is he into BDSM or something? <laughs> anyway, so everything goes forward. Yeah. And uh, we see it the next day there was a blessing at a synagogue somewhere in London or something like or that. Something. Well, I thought I think it was Anglican, but I don't know. It doesn't matter. It's very unclear. Yeah. But then uh, at the reception, Rose confronts her mother and says, I heard what you said about the divorce. And her mom is like, anything that I said or did was out of love for you. And I'm like, way to show your hands, Susan. You're terrible at this. Yeah, she is. But, you know, the long and the short of it, 
Rose and Atticus are now married. Right. And that's like fine. Yeah. So good for them. They seem perfectly happy. Yeah. And so then Branson is pretty set. He's going to Boston, yeah, which I don't believe working it all out. at well, all. Right. I know. But, you know, like, he's got HBO credits. He could get some good, you know, a good another role somewhere. I don't know. Yeah. Could he? I Well. well what have you seen him in? Uh, you know, this and uh, Rome. That's <laughs> yeah. pretty much it. He was in that one movie with Maggie Smith. That time travel oh, movie? Oh, yeah, yeah. That's true. The ghost true. movie? Right. The yeah. ghost movie. Yeah. Uh, I forget what it was called. Well, sure. You know, Ghosts and Maggie Smith. <laughs> but uh, he is going to work in his cousin's automotive shop. But well, his it's cousin a, it's, sells cars. Yeah. And he wants to move into farm equipment. Right. And as uh, someone points out helpfully, it may be Rose. Yeah. That he knows about both. And it's like, yeah, duh. Right. Anyway, so he's like, yeah, I'm going to move. And then Mary just like pouts the whole time mm-hmm. like a child. Yes. About him leaving. Right. And then she's also very sad at the wedding because Gilly shows up with uh Miss Lane Fox. Yeah. And who's awesome as always. Yes. So they come in and they're talking with Mary and Branson. And Branson's like, Am I the only one here who's embarrassed? <laughs> yeah. And uh you know, basically, I'm like, Maybelline Fox don't get embarrassed. Mm-mm. She gets even. <laughs> she don't care about anything. Yeah. So Mary's all sad about that. And she, like, goes downstairs at the reception. And Carson has seen her talking with Tony Gillingham. And he's like, oh, you know, I hope he hasn't said anything to upset you. And she's just like, oh, it just seems like everybody's leaving. And boo fucking who. Right. And he tells her that Tony Gillingham wasn't good enough for her. And, like, look, he's not good enough for Miss Lane Fox. (laughs) Miss Lane Fox just wants him for some reason. Yeah. No, he's not really good enough for for much. Yeah. You know that song, uh, Whatever Lola Wants, Lola Gets? (laughs) That was actually about Miss Lane Fox. That's true. She made them change it. Yeah. She confronted them. (laughs) She (laughs) So anyway, uh, Branson's going to Boston and we can't wait to see why that doesn't happen. <laughs> Speaking of things that aren't happening. Yeah. Yeah. Daisy also got, uh, you know, uh, uh, was, I don't know, ants in her pants or something. Liberated? She, well, <laughs> yeah. Something like that. She, uh, has begun to feel like her life is a miserable pit of despair that she's trapped in forever. Uh, and thinks that she We've should, all been there. Right. And thinks that she should perhaps do something about this. Which many of us don't think. Right. Um, but she, be, being in London, has opened her eyes to this bright new world, and she wants to move there. And she essentially says, she's like, I'm handing my notice, that's it, I've decided. Um, and naturally, Miss Patmore is... You know, very upset about. She's this. crying. She's we crying. were crying. Yeah, everybody was crying. It was it right was along very, with Mrs. Patmore. Yeah, you know, and she well, and trying. You know, very. She was trying not to let Daisy see her being so upset because she quite rightly wants Daisy to make her own decisions. Yeah, but and, Daisy's also too stupid to even understand what's going on. <laughs> right, <laughs> that is true. Uh, but yeah, so but so then at the end though, she's like, oh no, changed my mind, staying here. And it's like, well, I, you know, because I, I don't want Daisy to leave. I feel the same as Mrs. Padmore yeah. on that subject. But I also feel like, you know, for her character and this time in her life and everything, it seems like a really good decision for I her. I agree. No, but she decides she's not going to go for less good reasons than she made up her mind in the first place. Yeah. So that was kind of like... It was a non-starter. Yeah. Uh, but we got a good scene with Mrs. Patmore in. So, mm-hmm. you know, thank heaven for small blessings. We'll take it. Uh, Miss Danker... This is 
possibly the weirdest plot line ever. I feel like right. we've said that several times this season. Yeah, it's possible. But this but takes this, the cake. This is this is a, a, a puzzler, I have to say. So Miss Danker's going to London, of course, to uh, be with... Uh, the, the Dowager. The Dowager, sorry. Yes. I don't right. know why I suddenly forgot who everyone was. <laughs> and we get this whole thing between her and Spratt because the tension is still running high. Yeah. Uh, so she's being very snippy with Spratt and he is taking the luggage for the Dowager down to the car and he slides one of the cases under the bed thinking that this will be blamed on Miss Danker. Right. Uh, but the Dowager has a sharp eye and says, are these all the cases? And Miss Danker's like, no. I'm sure Spratt has put one somewhere very safe. Yeah. And then the Dowager's like, fucking get the case, Spratt. Like, yeah. why are we doing this? Right. Why is this drama going on in my house? But this that is drama... All, this is all big house drama, yeah. not Dowager house. The drama there was at its best yes because then (laughs) miss danker apparently is from the area that grantham house is in right and they've got a temporary footman named andrew yeah who's she's like oh hey like i'm from around here we're gonna go out and hang out and he's like i just got here i don't and i seem kind of dumb so so he goes out with her and has a terrible time Right. And we don't really know what's going on. Because I was thinking, is she taking him to like a gay club? Because like, Thomas is talking to this kid in a way that seems kind he of like... He seemed to be, you know, is this the next... Uh, Jimmy Kent. Jimmy Kent, yeah. But uh turns out she's been taking him to this gambling house. Right. And getting hammered drunk for free because she's brought him in to be fleeced. Yeah. So that happened once. All right. And we don't know what happened. And then she decides she takes him out again, and he agrees. Yeah, and then she comes back and is so drunk that it causes a whole stir below stairs. Right. And she's, like, singing and all this sort of thing. So then Thomas is like, I'm going to go with you tomorrow night. And we're like, why are you going? Yeah. What's going on? So, like, Thomas goes and, like, fails to be cheated or something. Yeah, like, he wins some money. Yeah, but he finds out the name of the guy who's the proprietor and is like, oh, this lady's been bragging about this scam she's pulling where she just goes in with people that she says she brought. Yeah. But she's just following them inside. Right. And so that guy's like, oh... You can't run a scam on old whatever my name Scammy is. Scammy McScammerton. <laughs> yeah. So then, like, they leave, and Thomas is like, oh, you know, ask your old Uncle Thomas if you have any questions about things. Right. And I'm like, don't say that. Yeah. It's been such a waste. Oh, yeah. Of Rob Collier James. He's He's been great with nothing. With nothing. Like, I mean, that's the majority of everybody this season. Yeah. Like, there's nothing for any of the downstairs people to do. Right. The upstairs people are all basically back where they were when we started. Yeah. And there was just... It seemed promising this season. But and then, then just wasn't. You know, Messrs. Fellows and Neem decided to uh, just cock it all up as usual. Yeah. You know, and we also had um, the Dowager with Prince Karagan, which is, I mean, that's been a decent new thing. I mean, the, that along with the Murdy situation. Mm-hmm. Um, he shows up, like, in the morning. Yeah, she's in bed still. Yeah. And Danker's like, 
uh, hey, there's this guy. And so then the dowager's like, oh, I'm not going to wear what I said I would wear last night. Right. And Danker's like, I'll get you your la- your lavender day suit. Yeah. You know, it looks very well with your coloring. And the dowager's like, oh, he's just a friend. <laughs> and Danker's like, it never hurts to look your best. Yeah. And uh, the dowager's like, good on you. <laughs> yeah. You crazy old drunk gambling person. <laughs> Yeah, but he basically says he wants to spend uh, the remainder of his twilight years with the Dowager. Right. And, and she's even like, just like his friends, basically, was, I think, the gist of it. Yeah, that was sort of weird how it was phrased. It was like, yeah, it was like, basically, he's like, I don't care if we do it ever. I just want to be with you. And she's like, what about the princess? And he's like, ah, forget about her. Right. And she's like, yeah, but you're still married. He's like, ah, forget about that. <laughs> right. So. And he's like, I'm not going to change my mind. And the dowager's like, it's funny how you say that, like it's a virtue. <laughs> yeah. So she's got to make her mind up about him. Yeah. Uh, Isabel's still thinking about Murdy. She's pretty much come down on the side of no. Right. Because but, she doesn't want to spend any more time with the worst people in the world. Yeah. AKA Murdy Jr. And Murdy Jr. Jr. <laughs> <laughs> So Violet actually is advocating. She's like, go be happy. Like, fuck those kids. Yeah. And I think that's probably the way it's going to go. I think so, too. She really likes Murdy. Yeah. And Murdy really likes her. Yeah. And it's a good time. Yeah. And, you know, you don't have to, like, don't invite the kids over. Yeah. Like, just... Just be like, I won't see them. They probably don't want to see you anyway. Oh, no. They made that pretty clear. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, very interesting things going on in the Golden Girls portion of the population. Indeed. So that might be interesting in season six. Yeah. Uh, then we've got the war memorial finally gets wrapped up. Right. Um, Lord Grantham, Isis did die. Yeah. By the way. And it was really very under, uh, appreciated by everyone. Anyway, Isis is gone. Hashtag team Isis forever. Yeah. We love Isis. Yes. Uh, although I was reading Hugh Bonneville got super pissed off in an interviewer on Twitter or something. Uh huh. Uh, and was just like, anybody who thinks that we did that because of her name being the same <laughs> as a terrorist organization is a real Burke. And I don't know what a Burke is. I think it's just an idiot. Yeah. I don't, I don't think there's a connotation beyond that, but I could be wrong. Yeah. As I'm not in fact British. You know, you said the word dork where it actually means elephant penis. Oh, wow. Yeah. There you go. Oh, yeah. Did you not know that? No. Oh, man. That made the rounds when I was in fourth grade. <laughs> Anyway, so Lord Grantham has brought in a stonemason to create a headstone for Isis. Yes. And he sees something, some kind of war memorial thing. Right. And he gets an idea. He does. So he basically insists that Carson insists. No, he goes down and actually talks to Mrs. Patmore at Grantham House and is like, listen, I know you weren't going to come to the war memorial because of the situation with your nephew. Yeah. But I'd really like for you to come. Yeah. So she is there and the whole town is there and they're all like, oh, hey, here's this war memorial. This is great. So then uh, Lord Grantham at the end of the ceremony says that even though this Archie person wasn't from their village, he's beloved by some there and goes and shows Mrs. Patmore he's had a special stone laid very near to the war memorial yeah. in memory of Archie's sacrifice. Yeah. Um, you know, there's no mention of his, his desertion or anything like that. Right, right. And it's uh, reasonably touching. Yeah. It was, uh, it was pretty nice. Was, Lord uh, Grantham's heart may have grown three sizes that day. <laughs> oh, it's also at that point that he realizes that Marigold looks like Michael Gregson. Right. And so he says it to McGee 
And she's like, can't we just let this be Edith's secret a while longer? And he's like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> he's like, finally, a secret in this house I know about. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, to be fair, you're kind of a dick. Yeah. He also, uh, this is very brief, but he is selling the Della Francesca to fund some project the the, very the, the refurbishment of the cottages yeah, yeah, in that the village talking and mcgee feels bad because she thinks you know it's her fault that he doesn't like it anymore mm-hmm. and he says no whenever he sees it he remembers how he didn't trust her and what a mistake that was yeah and that was actually really sweet it was yeah, yeah. that was nice so lord grantham keep it up dude yeah you might be a real person after all <laughs> yeah <sighs> you guys yeah all right. So. Well, it looks like season six is going to be full of murder prison to the shankening. <laughs> right. So. Because, and you know, props to Cousin Sophie. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, in the UK for correctly being like, oh my God, what if Anna killed Mr. Green? Right. Because we did have that one shot of her earlier in the season where she like stopped outside uh, Gilly's house and was like wistful or something. Right. So. The Scotland Yard people want to come and talk to them again. They do. And they're basically like, oh, hey, turns out Mr. Green was a bit of a rapist. Right. You know, is there anything you want to say about anything? And Anna's like, uh, no. And Mr. Bates is like, good. Don't tell anyone anything ever, especially when it could be helpful. Right. Glower, glower, glower. Uh, so then while they're in London, she has to go to Scotland Yard. And as it turns out to be part of a lineup. Yes. For a witness. And, uh, that's awkward. It is. And then, so yeah, so then days later, after the wedding and everything, she is arrested. And what I say about that is, they already thought she was a suspect, an eyewitness ID'd her, she knows she was in this lineup, and then they're like, okay, just go about your life in freedom for, like, days and days while we, what? What else do you need well, at that Lady point? Well, Lady Rose's wedding. All I know is if it was law and order, she would have been taken right to the jail from the lineup. I know. That's, you know. Well, I don't know how it works, Law and Order UK. It's been a while since I watched that. No, so. that's true. We we didn't anyway, really get into it. so Mary's, like, forbidding them from taking her and getting all high and mighty. And the guy is like, you know, listen, I really don't give a shit about you. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, Anna's in prison and Mary's like, oh, you know, she probably won't even be charged and she definitely won't be convicted. And I'm like... What? Yeah. I don't know. Then why is this happening? Right. Like, what do you like? What? Like what? So like what? Great. Yeah. Awesome. Right. Wonderful. This is something we were all hoping for. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Like had Anna killed Green and then Bates, then we might have something interesting. (laughs) Yeah. Just man. Remember when we used to like them? No. Sorry. (laughs) No. I mean, I, you know, I remember it in a way, Mm -hmm. but it's like, you know, what happened? I know, man. Yeah. So look, we're real bummed about that. Yeah. I mean, like we'll any- see We'll see what the Christmas special brings us. Yeah. I guess it's going to be in Northumberland. With yeah. The- see, we we kind of missed the like important fact-checking portion of the exchange. Right. But Lady Cinderby has invited all of the Crawleys. Yes. Uh, to Northumberland, I think, for the holidays. Yeah. Which for- should be interesting, actually, because if they're going to celebrate Hanukkah, Ah. That would be really cool. That would be really cool. That's um, a good point. Well, especially this year because Hanukkah is actually very close to Christmas this year. Yeah. I think the last day of Hanukkah is on the 24th this year. Okay. Um, um, you know, it's actually set in 1922. No, I know. I'm saying <laughs> Just, from a marketing perspective. It's 1924. You're right. 
Oh my God. <laughs> I can't even deal with you right now. <laughs> um, no, I'm just saying, I think it's a very savvy move on yeah, ITV's yeah. part. Yeah. Because, you know, uh, lots of people got different religions. That they do. Uh, they can only work so many of them in. Right. At this point. Yeah, but still. Yeah. I wonder if Branson goes to the Catholic Church or if there is one locally there is one because remember there was a priest and he got his picture taken right okay so i wonder if he goes there all the time yeah it's a good question i mean he better if he doesn't want to go to hell yeah it's a really good point (laughs) (laughs) all right well that about does it for uh series five proper yeah we will be resuming uh normal empire exhibition programming that's right and then of course we'll have an instant take up for the christmas special right Un- possibly instant yeah. take yeah it won't necessarily be that instant yeah, we'll, because you know we'll be celebrating christmas yes right. we will indeed <laughs> so we'll uh, see. it'll be as instant as we can make it yeah i'm sure you all will understand yes uh so until next time up, up yours, yours downstairs, downstairs. luncheon out